Welcome to Team Perry's Step Out of Line podcast, featuring co-hosts Perry and Lori Finkelstein. Together, they explore, meet, and share inspirational stories with guests who have made a positive impact in today's world. This podcast resonates with our hope to make this world a better place one step at a time through love, acceptance, and uplifting conversations. In terms of my Judaism, I grew up Jewish and I grew up conservative, which is, you know, very kind of middle of the road. And I decided that I didn't just love my Judaism, but I wanted to live it more. And I wanted to practice more because I felt attached to it, but it wasn't really in our family customs or in our history. And to do that was really kind of like being like the black sheep of the family, which is kind of like stepping out of line, like, oh, you're not following the path that we're all following. You're doing something very different. And I started to just do a few things. I started to keep kosher. I started to dress a little bit more modestly. I decided to, you know, pick a prayer. I said the Shema every day and I started to keep Shabbat. And just by doing those four things, I ended up kind of stepping out of line and and stepping into a new line, into a new life that really brought so much joy to me. And it's what, you know, encouraged me to meet somebody like my husband and build the life that we have and to build the type of family that we have. It was very difficult for me. And I had to be very firm, you know, like, like when you're talking about literally stepping out of line and and moving out of alignment with your life and who you are, when you make your own path, it's kind of like walking through deep snow. If I could walk in your footsteps, it's a little bit easier to follow in somebody's footsteps than to make my own path. And to make your own path, you really have to have an inner strength and perseverance And you have to work very hard at what you want because you could very easily kind of get knocked off and and just dragged back to, you know, your old way or your old path. And so for me, a lot of inner strength and resilience had to come out and also a defining of who I was and what I wanted in my life. And it wasn't something that was like a rebellion. It wasn't like I was doing this against who my family was. I was doing this because of who I was, because of how I was shifting and growing. And that was something to me that just, I I had to follow my own way. I had to step out of line because stepping out of line meant stepping into my own line, stepping into my own life, stepping into my own self. Following a little bit on that path after we got married. So we thank God have five children. And that's also like stepping out of line, you know, like, you know, 2.5 children right. normal in America. And, and in our family, we had three. My husband grew up with two. So like three is good. And then we had four. And then it's like, no, no, we're done. We're good. You know, and then we had five. And it was like, okay, we're really good. I always even wanted more children than that. But for our family, it worked out that five was our magic, beautiful number. That was also like a second I would call it stepping out of line where we just weren't following the path that our family had followed and the way that our siblings or cousins or relatives had followed. It wasn't in line with what everybody else was doing. 
And and we could have done that if we followed everybody else, followed the leader, so to speak. And this third thing, which is this show that came out, Jewish Matchmaking and being the Jewish matchmaker, there's two things in terms of stepping out of line. Number one, who whoever heard of a matchmaker being like a real job? Like it's not, it's not known as a career. Who goes to school to become a matchmaker? Nobody. It's a way of stepping out of line and going like, wait, what? You're going to do what? What are you going to do with your life? And how are you going to build something? And how is that going to come to fruition? And I didn't, again, also, like, I think it's very interesting. Sometimes when I, when I'm thinking about stepping out of line, I'm not doing it intentionally. Like, it's not like a rebellion. It's not like a, it's just, I need to do and be who I am. And that just happens to be that I need to step out of line. So I'm not a doctor and I'm not a lawyer and I don't, I'm not a teacher. And I, I mean, I guess I am sort of a teacher, right? Yeah. yeah. Not in the traditional classroom. So those things were very different. And then for an Orthodox woman to a wife and a mother to go on a show that's being hosted on a platform like Netflix is also a very big step out of line. And there was a lot of risk in that uh, specific one because who knows what could happen. And we hadn't really seen very positive role models as of yet that had been done very successfully. And it was a very big step out of my comfort zone and and out of line, so to speak. I, I love this word. I'm using it so much. Harriet really resonates with me that stepping out of line for me has always meant stepping into the me that I needed to be. A lot of people we interviewed and they all stepped out of line because they just had to. They couldn't not do it. Right. 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 That's it. If you sure. do, and that's how I felt like if I don't take this opportunity, I will look back and I will say, why didn't I do that? That was meant for me. And I was supposed to do that. And that was my calling. And it did mean stepping up to a new opportunity and doing something in a, in a different way than had ever been done before. And I really feel very blessed with the production team that we had and with editing and casting and everybody who took a part in this. I feel like when you step out of line and you step into your new role, that there's divine assistance that comes to help you because this is not something that's very easy. And we all need extra support to make these things happen. So I feel very, very blessed that this has turned out the way that it is. My older daughter, who's not religious at all, she finally went to birthright after me nudging her for years and years. And she came home and I said, well, what did you get out of it? And she said, I realized I'm just as Jewish as anybody else. Yes. And then Perry did Wish at the Wall with High Lifeline. And we weren't the least religious out of everybody there. And we went and I said the same question to Perry. What did you get out of it? And she said the same exact thing. And you, I think, nurture that. Very few people who are in your position, they might not see it like that, but you see everything in between. You don't see black and white. In terms of stepping into line, I just stepped into who I was and I said, everything you say is going to be recorded. It could be cut and pasted in any which way right. they want to do it. Say what you mean and mean what you say and be intentional. 
and having a microphone on you helps to have that consciousness. But if it's not who you are, you can't fake it unless you're, you know, an actor or an actress. And I'm not. <laughs> I, I, I just am me. So there were no lines. There was nothing to memorize. The first time I walked in to meet one of the daters that I was working with, I said, what do you want me to say? And they said, what do you normally do during an interview? And I was like, I just get to be me? Oh, I know what to do for that. No problem. Walk in, I say hello. You know, if it's a woman in the room, give them a big hug. If it's a man, give them a big wave. And how are you? And let's sit down and pull out my notebook, which is what I normally do. I even have my uh, my notebook here. Right. <laughs> and and just get started getting to know somebody from the heart and soul level. And it, yeah, it is really me. Like, how did you know this is what you wanted to do? It took me a while to figure it out. I got married at 25. We had two kids. So around 27, 28, I started to look for what I wanted to do in the world. I was still a mommy. I wanted to be at home with my children, but I wanted to do something to change the world. And I didn't know what I could do or how I could do it from home. And a girlfriend of mine said, oh, I'm a matchmaker on a dating website. You can just set people up. It's, you know, you don't have to go to an office. You don't have to go anywhere. It's a volunteer project. It's a chesed. It's a kindness we can do right. for the world. And I said, ooh, that sounds good. And the matchmaking started online where you just click, click, click to set up these you know, resumes, these dating profiles, which were more in depth, they actually give you about the person, there's a lot more details than what you saw in your sons. And I said, Well, that's good, but it's just not enough. Let me call them. Let me get to know these people. And I would call and get to know people and I would connect with them. And then I and then they said, Oh, can I call you if I have a question? And I said, like, Oh, don't you have your matchmaker? I'm just, you know, investigating you for my person. They're like, No, no, I want to talk to you. And I was like, Oh, okay, so maybe I have something to offer. And that's how I fell from matchmaking into coaching. It, everything was actually a very organic process. It wasn't anything that I, you know, some people have a story like, I worked so hard to do this. I don't want to say I didn't work hard to discover it. I didn't know what my purpose was in life. And I didn't know other than getting married and having a family, what I should do. I had zero career aspirations. And I went to university and I got a degree and I still graduated. And everybody said, what do you want to be when you grow up? And I said, I just want to get married and have kids. I don't know what I want to be when I grow up. And that was actually, I have to tell you, in the same way that people are pained to not find their soulmate, I was very pained to not find my soul purpose. And it, it just was a deep challenge for me. Who do I want to be and what do I want to do when I grow up? And I thought, well, okay, I'll have a family. That's just what it needs to be. I don't know what else I should be when I grow up. And um, it developed over time and I didn't really figure it out until my mid-30s. And I said, I want to do this matchmaking thing. I want to take what I'm doing more seriously and more professionally. I want to make it into a business, I think. It's not just something that I'm going to do. I need to work in the world. I need to help to support my family. And I've got to find a way to do this, you know, and I don't want to do anything else. This to me was the, I was searching for the thing that was the most meaningful thing in the world. I think, Perry, in the way that you're doing what you're doing and you are lighting up the world and it just... I don't know, it just gives back so much. I feel like I'm doing the same thing with my purpose. And when everybody taps into that thing, it's so special. You can't help but be, like everybody can't help but be 
drawn to it. It's it's magnetic. And when I heard about your show and what you were doing, I was like, oh yes. <laughs> oh yes. This is somebody that I want to be connected to. This is something that I want to be a part of. And, and I want, I want a piece of your story too. And by connecting to you, I get to have a part of that. So meaningful and it's so inspiring. And when you find your purpose and you live it, that is life. That is everything. I was praying for so many years to figure out what should I be and what should I do and how can I give back to the world in a meaningful way. And it's such a blessing that you found that at such a young age and that you have the energy to pursue it and the passion and the drive and and the not stopping no matter what. That's really what it is. The persistence that keeps you going. I think that that's your, that's your spark. That's your fuel. And that's what lights up the world because... The minute you stop, you know, we everything disappears. And, and if you keep going and you pursue and you when you reach your million dollar goal, like you just light up the world doing exactly what you were supposed to do. That's why you're here. I knew I wanted to change the world. And I a couple years ago, I, I did a business accelerator course in, in the same way that you're doing a professional you know, training right now. I did not with a university, but just a business accelerator course, something that I could do while being a wife and a mommy at home in Philadelphia. And during that course, they have you do like a five-year vision board. So in 2013, I visioned out what 2018 would look like, that I wanted to have um, a back login so that I'd have courses and programs that people could take, that I would train coaches, that I would speak in front of audiences. And I drew all little people's heads. I'm thinking like a hundred people. <laughs> and all of those things happened by 2018. And I said, okay, time to make a new vision board. So I made a new vision board about five years ahead again, but within a year or two, I knocked off that whole vision board. It's like, well, did I not dream big enough? Did I not have strong enough goals? And I said, okay. And so then I made a new vision board. Now I visioned out impacting the world. I still want to write a bestseller. So I am working on my next book and I'm going to keep writing a book until I get a bestseller. And I, because I want my message to reach the world, not because I want the honor of having done that because I have something so important to say and I want so many people to hear it that I need a platform that's going to help me to do that. And then I started to get a few phone calls about upcoming documentaries and shows, and I kept doing interviews for them. And I kind of said to God, I was like, listen, this is like a risky proposition, and I'm a little bit nervous about this, so please only let me accept the right thing and only send me something really good. And if you send me something bad, it's going to be a problem because I'm going to do something big in the world, and I don't want to do the wrong thing, so please send me the right thing. And several things that I was interviewing at the same time that this was being interviewed for. And this one came through and I said, okay, I, I had like a kind of a calm feeling once that I knew that this was the right thing. And at the same time, you're still on edge until it actually comes out until you actually know what really happens. And also you can see what happens on the screen, but you don't know the world's reaction to what you do. So right. even if I think I did a lovely job, but somebody else is upset then it's not so good. But after receiving so much warmth and so much love, I felt like blessings were raining down from heaven and that people were very excited, positive about this whole entire program. And I just, I feel like it's just confirmation. 
I am who I need to be. I stepped out of line. I did something very risky, not just for me. I was risking my children's matchmaking and their partners as well. If it didn't turn out for me, it would be a problem for them. If people ask me, where does your drive, where does your motivation come from? Like, why is this so important to you? Why, you know, you could just live life and not do something so big or something like that. Where does this come from? yourself from just you know boredom and, and mindless nothing to yeah. the world in a significant way i think if i did i would run myself crazy so i figured if i have to do something i have to figure it out quickly because i was losing my mind most of it is boredom or anger boredom or anger yeah. right but it, it like it birthed from that like right. it allowed you to go enough of this i don't want to do this anymore i got to do something else and then right. yeah something something and bubbled she, up from that perry i'm going to give you a blessing that you should continue to light up the world you should continue to inspire so many people and the important work that you're doing you should know how deeply meaningful it is to me and to the world and just never stop just oh. shoot for the moon and you land among the stars mm -hmm.